Hey, everyone. This is Heidi St. John. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Off the Bench podcast. Today, I'm going to air part two of my interview with my children. As you guys know from yesterday, all seven of them are in the studio with me, and we're going to talk about all things homeschooling and what they remember most about their homeschool journey. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. When we got there, I made him sit in the booth. He did all the math, and it was it was great. My favorite part about him doing all the math was him telling every person around him how much yes. money he was making. <laughs> he told everyone how much he was making. I kept telling so him to stop like, doing that. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. He did that to me in the middle of his his sales. He came up to me and he's like, "Sissy, don't tell anybody." There I am telling the world. Though, yeah. like, I made one hundred and eight. Dollars. And I was like, oh, dang, so son. Awesome. He was so into it. But I noticed just the other day, I what I cooked something or something. And he was like, mom, we could turn this into a business. We could sell these. So, you know, I'm finding new ways to help him grow in that. But I just think that's a huge benefit, even when they're younger. If they're interested in something, just go for it. Follow yeah. that trail and see where it leads. I think each one of you has sort of that entrepreneur bent. Certainly, like, ideas that you, you come up with. And I've watched every single— Sydney, it's too bad she's not here right now because that girl is constantly coming up. I'm going to start this business. I'm going to do this. She used to sell her this. pictures all the time. She would, in our house, she would draw a ton of pictures and then set up a little booth up a shop. in our house and yep. then charge her family members who <laughs> lived there to buy her pictures. Here's my picture that. that I drew, and this will be— Twelve dollars. Oh okay. Yeah, it was. It was kind of. It was kind of crazy. I was thinking um, about boys in particular because Savannah was on the show last week, and she was saying that that raising boys is. It's kind of a. It's a. It's a different gig. I mean, Spencer, you'd said you felt like you were pretty like all over the place. Good join, good join, good join, good join. You know, just having a hard time sitting still. Skylar really had a similar thing going on in that. I my thing that sticks out in my mind about you two especially was coming to the realization that I could give you something to work on. Like when I gave Skylar Legos and you too, Spencer, I gave you guys Legos when we were reading. Do you remember this, Savannah? Oh, yeah. We were at our, our house on uh, in Mount Vista. And I'm trying to read, you know, our missionary stories, which is we did obviously routinely. Every morning we would do that. And I would ask you guys questions at the end of it. And Skylar and Spencer had just, I mean, they were forcing themselves to sit still. Like you could tell they were just weren't, you know, you have a hard time listening, having a hard time sitting still. And a friend of mine said, you should let the boys do something that they love with their hands because I bet you they're kinesthetic learners. And I remember giving, yeah, Skylar's doing that right now, <laughs> fidgeting. Skylar's fidgeting. Don't look at That's that kinesthetic learner. And I remember giving Skylar a pile of Legos and span and here going, well, now do we get to be on our phone since they get to play with their toys? Do <laughs> yes, we get to do-, <laughs> do we get to do this now too? But at the end of it, I asked you guys questions. And so I started reading again. I'm sure Sierra was reading probably with me. And at the end, I started asking you guys questions about what we read. And darn if you didn't know the answers. It was like moving your fingers helped you help the information that you were hearing get to where it needed to go. Do you remember that, Skylar? I remember playing with Legos. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, but talk to, us, talk to us about Thomas Jefferson because now's your, now's your opportunity. But my, my, my point was I felt like that my my sort of willingness to let you do something different that in school when i was in school dude the kid who fidgeted they wound up in the office like you didn't they didn't give you something to fidget with they were just like sit still and if you can't sit still you're going to the office but there really is something to be said for 
watching how kids process information. And um, like even I, when we would do um, reading, I would always get a piece of paper and uh, a pencil and I'd draw. And if, yeah, and if I couldn't like do something, I, I was the same way. And even now, like during church services and stuff, I'll bring like, um like I'll, I'll put my Bible down and I'll just like write down stuff and draw stuff. And when I'm not doing that, I think I, I think I zone out more than I listen. So I'm not really, I'm like zoning out and thinking about other stuff. But when I'm drawing, I'm just kind of moving my hands and listening to what they're doing. And even, even if I'm writing something down, I'm still like listening to what they're saying. I don't know how that works, but I'll be like writing, I'll be like drawing something or writing something. And then I'll still like at the end of the service, I'll be like, wow, that was a really good service. And when I'm not doing that, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what they were even talking that's about. A, that, that's why you guys said she was a second, third generation homeschooler. <laughs> We've been, because I think when Savannah was little, I would have been worried to give you that opportunity because I felt like you weren't listening. But I've come to, to discover that different kids learn different ways and you learn through movement which is why you're a dancer. Like this right? is just a plug for every ADHDer in the world. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm actually convinced that every single one of us has ADHD. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> We're all fidgeters and we can't We're all learn fidgeters. anything can't about doing still, something. Can't keep a job for more than a year. Okay, speak for yourself. like, hey man, that's hey, actually, not true. I worked at Costco for six years, so. That's true. I don't think one. it's, I feel like you're, but your point is well taken in that we hear a lot about um, kids who have a hard time sitting still, and and I would have never thought of you. I feel like we're so quick to label, you know, we want this label on that and that label on that. But the fact is, if parents will listen to their children and not be afraid to fail, right, not be afraid to go, well, that didn't work. I felt like that was a lot of our homeschooling. Well, that didn't work. So now we're going to try something different. And as it turns out, you know, bad days don't make a, a bad homeschool experience because I remember... And I'm curious, just, I mean, I'm kind of laying, laying it out there, I guess, a little bit. I remember a lot of bad, <laughs> bad days because I was the adult in the situation. When I was talking to Savannah about it the other day, she's like, man, I don't remember. Like, those bad days don't stick out in her head as much. Do you guys feel like uh, when at the end of the day, you took this imperfect, you know, mom who's really trying this experiment, hoping that it would bring our family closer? Because really, at the end, that's why dad and I did it. We did it so we could spend more time with you. We did it. It wasn't so much when we pulled Savannah out that we were running away from something like I think a lot of parents are doing now. We saw something that was beneficial that was working in other families. And we thought, what would it be like if we got to educate you guys and spend time with you and actually watch you grow up? I think today's families are really running from something more than they're running to something. Mm -hmm. But when you guys look back at it and you remember, because I'm sure... I mean, Spencer, each one of you is so different and you brought different gifts and abilities to the table and you took different things away. Right. And so looking back on it, what would you I guess I'll put you on the spot, Spencer. What would you talk to? You know, what's your best advice to a parent who's just now starting out having kind of gone through it's a having gone through it yourself and being able to look back and go, this was a this was a good thing. This was something I um, I remember that was good. So the parents go, hey. I've got um, kind of a direction to start. So, so advice for new homeschoolers. Mm -hmm. Dang, that's a tough one. Um, mm -hmm. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think um, patience is is huge. Uh, 
long-term patients. I mean, day-to-day patients is is cool and all, but long-term patients is long-suffering. Um, yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, well, anybody can start strong. It's hard yeah. to finish strong. Yeah, it's totally true. I, I think um, patients with your kids for sure, because um, you know your your kids will be obnoxious and 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 that's you know that's that's a consequence of having kids. Um, and, True. <laughs> but I think also, and this is something that, you know, I've seen, you know, you and dad exemplify is patience with yourself and recognizing that um, you're going to make failures as well. I don't think we ever, I, I at least I didn't ever get through an entire like curriculum book. Like I know that I've mm-hmm. every year, you know, I had a new math book and like a new um, like, like grammar book or, or whatever it was. And never once do I remember getting to the end of one? Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, I, I yeah, I, I know that there are a bunch of things that you tried mm-hmm. with you know with me and with all your kids that didn't work. Yeah, and I know that can be really frustrating. Um, and I've and heard, expensive. It can and also be expensive. expensive. And um, you know when I when. People hear, you know, that I'm homeschooled. They're like, oh, I could never do that. And they usually mention something uh, like, uh, they usually mention something that has to do with the potential for failure, mm-hmm. which you you experienced failure from, yeah. that, from time to time. It's inevitable. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, like, it's it's funny that you, you were like, do you guys remember any bad days? I'm like, well, I, you know, I remember one. Um, <laughs> I, I remember one meltdown I had as like, a, you know, an eight-year-old. But, you know, r- really... The the bad days, the days where there was failures and the days where things did not go as planned are mm-hmm. not the things that stick out in my mind. Uh, like the Bonneville Dam that you brought up earlier is totally something that I remember. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I think um, I think patience is is the name of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and every every family is different. Every family has different um different needs and, mm-hmm. and different, you know, areas that where patients will be tested. But I, I really do believe at the end of the day that, that, that patience is the name of the game. Mm. I also want to say, I think everybody has like, it's, it's okay to say that all parents have meltdowns, right? Because we're all still mm-hmm. human beings dealing with frustrating things. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we have, we have our days, but I think the greatest thing is how, how you respond to that. You know, like when you get frustrated or meltdown like what your response is because your kids are witnessing that in your home and they learn from your reaction to conflict how they should react to conflict because I remember um, times as a kid where like if I was creating something out of play-doh or something and I messed it up I would get so mad I'm just like oh my gosh and I'm working so long on this and I messed it up and you come over and you're like Summer why are you so upset I'm like well I was trying to build this thing and I accidentally put the wrong color in now it's stuck there and I can't get it out you're like, Summer, remember last week when um, I tried making that casserole and I left it in the oven? I'm like, yeah. And you're like, I didn't mean to do that. To do that. I messed that up. And I'm like, you didn't oh, do that yeah, on I, guess, I, guess, I guess you're right. Like, you did mess that up. I, okay, parents mess up. You know, I was yeah. there. It was almost on fire. That was full of smoke. It was pretty bad. <laughs> and I'm looking at my plate like, all right, this isn't that bad. You know, and I think it's really important when we are home that we are witnessing that conflict. Like, as opposed to being, as opposed to being afraid of experiencing conflict in front of your kids, I think it's more important that you are responding well to that conflict in front of your kids because when they deal with conflict, 
you need to be able to represent the thing that you're teaching them mm-hmm. when you say, okay, well, let's talk about how you're responding to this thing that you're frustrated with. Uh, remember when this happened to me, like you saw how I reacted to that. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's true. You know, your kids are so much more aware of your response than you realize. And so it's okay if there's conflict because they're always going to experience that. Mm-hmm. They can't escape it any more than you can. So that's also really good to remember. Well, and mm. to, the, to your point, Summer and Spencer, is like the long-suffering thing and then like and having a parent come alongside a kid and sort of relating with them. Mama's always said for, for, for forever that she's not raising children. She's raising adults. And I think um, in my mind that even sort of the overarching thing for that is we are raising our kids and influencing our kids in the way of the Lord. And so you kind of bring that into like you're coming alongside, you're trying to relate with them, but you're also the the goal is long suffering. And I think all of those things you can't the secret sauce to like homeschooling well and raising your kids well really is just to walking with the Lord and inviting Mm -hmm. the Lord into your family and your home. Like there really is nothing out. There's no other thing. Like every family is different. Every human is different. Every person is different. Like all we, we, you will always have a struggle no matter Mm -hmm. whether you're four years old or you're 85. Like Mm -hmm. the struggle isn't, it doesn't leave you. And so as an adult and as a, as a parent, your job is to come alongside this new human who's just experiencing mm-hmm. all this garbage for the first time. Like, mm-hmm. what have you brought me into? <laughs> like, your job is to come alongside them and help them learn how to cope with it, which is what the Lord does with us. Like, our our job just as people is to come alongside other people with the Holy Spirit and with Scripture and to help them and encourage them and nurture them and do the thing that the Holy Spirit is doing in and through us. Like, and I would just say, you know, what does that look like in each one of our lives? Like, I mean, that's like that even just now, like the Holy Spirit kind of stirring things in your mind of how what that looks like in in your day right now or like with your kids right now or with your mm-hmm. spouse right now or whatever. Like that's that's the name of the game. Like mm-hmm. everything else is just like these are testimonies to to that, like a mm-hmm. testament of everyday life, walking with the Holy Spirit and and him teaching us and then teaching our kids. and. Mm-hmm. To me, it's like, you know, I mean, I've been asked my whole life, like, what, what, what was it? What was homeschooling like for you? What's the, give me a tip, give me, and those are great. But at the end of the day, I'm like, man, it really is just, I look back and I just think it really is just the fingerprints of the Holy Spirit throughout your day and mm-hmm. you're in your life. And, mm-hmm. and that plays itself out in maybe not doing schoolwork that day, or mm-hmm. maybe leaving and going to Bonneville Dam, or maybe reading a little longer, maybe not reading a little longer. Like, I, I mean, the older I get, the more I really am convinced as my mature 29 year old self, <laughs> you know, if you don't, I don't know how you walk this life without the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Like there is so much devastation and so much hard and so much confusion and to not have the Lord, to not have that truth alongside you. I mean, you're, you're setting yourself up for failure and a lot of disappointment. And so you just ask the Lord for that, for that help and that encouragement. What does that look like? This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? 
Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I love that you said right now. You know, sometimes I have conversations with Savannah because she's really in the throes of parenting four littles. And when you're in the middle of a struggle, I think it's important, you know, I'm not killing it at this mom thing right now. Or I'm not enjoying, you know, this thing that I'm working at for my career right now. Or I'm not a good cook right now. But we're moving through those seasons. And if you don't give up, um, eventually you're either going to learn that you're good at it or learn that you're supposed to be doing something different and that failure can become a teacher. And it doesn't have to be this, this um, you know, defining moment in my life. Well, I didn't fa- I failed at that. So therefore I am a failure. No. You'll just learn that that's not the direction that God's going to take you. And I think parents letting themselves, you got give yourself permission to fail. Give your kids permission to fail. And then spend time together. And the more I hear from you guys talking, I think the biggest takeaways for me are that the days I felt like I was failing, what I'm hearing from you guys is those aren't the things that you remember. You don't remember all of my meltdowns. I One time, I, I think I'd gone upstairs. I can't remember what precipitated this, but... I went up to my room and I just remember locking the, the master bedroom door and then going into my bathroom and locking the master bathroom door, just thinking I'm going to double insulate myself against all the stress that's out there. And by the time I sort of reoriented myself and came out, Summer had left a note, a post-it note. Um, and when I came out, you guys, I mean, the house was clean and you must have known like mom's mom's ready to like blow a gasket because <laughs> the house was clean. The You know, you guys were all kind of doing your thing and Summer had left this note on my door and I still have it. And it says, Mom, I don't know how you're controlling all those kids, but you're doing a stupendous gob. <laughs> she spelled job wrong. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> and, and I uh, I showed it to Dad. And Jay was like, Heidi, like the kids, you know, you're you're setting yourself up for this. Everything has to go, you know, a certain way. And when it doesn't, you feel like you have failed, but your kids are showing you. And I think par- I've learned more from parenting seven children than any textbook, than anything I've ever learned in any other way, you guys have been a teacher for me. In so many ways, I think our kids are our teachers. And one thing that really comes to mind, and maybe you guys will remember this, but we were sitting downstairs reading. I started just reading through a, a children's Bible with you in the mornings, and I gave you, do you remember me giving you guys notebooks to write in? And they were all a different color because then you wouldn't fight over whose, oh, yeah, yeah, over whose notebook belongs to who, right? So give everybody notebooks, and I'm reading through time where, Reading through the Old Testament and the tribes of Judah and how um, the Levites were set apart for ministry. And I'm reading, the, and Skylar goes, Mom, and he raises his hand. And I'm like, Skylar, I'm reading the Bible. Be quiet. <laughs> and I read, I read some more. And Skylar's like doing this, doing this. And pretty soon he's, he's like, you know, fr- almost frantic. And I'm like, Skylar, what? And he goes, he goes, Mom, we are the Levites. We're the Levites. That God's called us to ministry. God set us apart for ministry. And at that point, Dad and I were in this major, do you remember this, Jay? We're in this major decision, this crisis. Like, do we leave our job where Jay is a pastor and we have medical benefits and it's a stable thing and branch off into starting a ministry to homeschool families, which is where we really felt God calling us, but there was no money in it, no security in it. It was a terrifying thing to do. We felt like God had sort of set our family apart for that. And, and. Skylar was like, read that, read that passage again. So I read it again. And Savannah, Savannah and Sierra, I mean, all of you kids were so in tune because we talked about this stuff at the dinner table. You knew what we were struggling with. And we got this consensus from the kids, like God is setting us apart. But that happened because we were reading the Bible. And one of our kids was like, 
that's who we are. And I was, in my life, I was in turmoil. I remember just calling dad at work and just crying on the phone, like, Jay, we're the Levites. And he was like, what? (laughs) I said, I was just reading with the kids. And I remember reading your notebooks later that day, because I always gave you just a few minutes to write down what God was teaching you through the stuff that we were reading and reading what you guys had written. Uh, in your Bible notebooks that day and reading them later to dad and both of us just in tears going, thank you for our kids that we're learning how to follow God more because of the faith of our children and what God's teaching us through our kids. And so I think it it reminds me at least that it's not just about academics and people think homeschooling, well, it must just be about reading, writing and arithmetic, but it's so much more than that. I have a couple of things I want to ask you guys really quickly before we wrap it up. Um, Summer mentioned dinner time and how important that was that ended up being this dinner time was kind of a do you guys remember that as being a valuable part or do you remember it at all I no. was um of that we I guess Savannah start with you that because it was important to me that we would come together because dad, dad worked outside of our home for a long long time it was just us kids during the day and I wanted for when dad came home to have I think we, I tried to give you guys chore charts, which sometimes worked and sometimes didn't, <laughs> so that the house would be sort of tidied up when dad would come home and we would sit down and have dinner together. And I think sometimes moms feel like we're doing these things and no one notices. And I Especially guess. Especially when all your kids do is complain about the food you made. <laughs> Someone has <laughs> <Poor> children. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh. a bummer because your food's actually like yeah, really good. I know, thank you. You are thank good you. cook. <laughs> I was bummed that I ordered food last night when I saw you had food out oh. still when I came oh. back. I was like, oh, darn it. I do not make food when Ryan's not going to be home for dinner. We have cereal. because <laughs> That's right, because you're making He's it for really Ryan. the reason why I do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's a valuable time. Yeah. I really remember that. And that's something that we try really hard to do in our home now. Yeah. I and they've written books on this, how important it is to mm-hmm. sit at the dinner table together. Yeah. Food. Food yeah. is also biblical. Jesus ate with the disciples all the time. Yeah. Dude, Jesus did eat food. What the heck? Yeah. <laughs> You're right. No, like Jesus <laughs> would like, crazy. he's like, they write in the Bible all the time that like they broke bread together. I'm like, why would they mention the food? Like how big is the, like where does the food play into the fellowship? But I think food plays a huge part, a huge part in fellowship. I'm pretty sure water is also biblical. Oh yeah, you're right. Look, we're all <laughs> drinking crazy. it. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And coffee. Well, Wait. Oh yeah. yeah. I want to say. I don't, I don't think that's I, very biblical. <laughs> I want to say that I think the uh, eating dinner together was you know, a, a, a big part of growing up. Not that we did it all the time. We did it a lot. Um, but it really helps when the food is really good and you're an amazing cook. Thank you. I, I remember being a little kid and always being like, oh, yeah, mom's cooking dinner. Tonight. Like, this is great. That's so funny. Uh, I don't think it matters if you're good or not. Your kids are going to. But oh, so you have a picky kid. <laughs> so do you have make taco <laughs> soup for two weeks in a row. Hey, man. Oh, man. I feel like soup. I feel like I'm a picky eater, but your taste is kind of like my taste. Yeah. And so it, that, you know, I, I, that worked really well for me. But um, on a, on a you know, less silly note, I really think that that, you know, that, that time together is really valuable. And there doesn't have to be any like, you know, uh, like conversational criteria. Like mm. I, 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 I don't feel like there should ever be any expectation of like, OK, we're going to eat dinner. We're going to talk about our day and we're all gonna like like cry together you know like that's <laughs> cry together I, somebody I don't share think, something <laughs> somebody say something meaningful um, <laughs> this is the stupidest conversation I've ever heard it's just this dinner is wasted yeah it's not like that at all uh, it's it's just the 
the I don't know the simple act of regrouping. I guess mm, um, that's good. And um, I think that maintains unity. Uh, but one thing that I do want to mention is earlier in the episode, while Sydney was still here, uh, Sierra, you mentioned eating breakfast together. And for any parents that are listening to this, don't feel like you have to eat breakfast together. That is really difficult, and we had it really easy. So our, our grandma <laughs> oh, lived yeah. with us. She well, would make breakfast every day. No, because your memory. We are remembering another I'm remembering era. Another era. What? Before Besides that. Before that. Yeah. When I was younger and you were just a little tiny bug. <laughs> we And honestly, even then, before grandma. Um, we had the same breakfast every morning. It was very, usually it the was same scrambled thing. Eggs, scrambled hash eggs, browns, But even when it wasn't, it was like. chopped up into it. We yeah. would just get cereal and like we'd all, we'd go in the kitchen and you just grab something. And we had a very small window to feed ourselves. It wasn't always mom or dad making breakfast it was usually them dragging us out of bed and if we didn't get our butts out of bed fast <laughs> enough to get food you just didn't get food and then you gotta sit there hungry so that's real life right there dang consequences <laughs> honestly dang. though these are just everyone has a different rhythm yeah. in my house my kids eat breakfast before i get out of bed mm-hmm. especially on nights like him Mm-hmm. He's yeah, been when he's, teething. When he That's keeps why you. he's been keeping me up all night. Ding, ding, ding. Ah, oh, he's not been <laughs> sleeping well. I the kids are they've eaten cereal before I'm out of bed, mm-hmm. honestly, mm-hmm. and um and even with dinners, like having dinners together is really important, but it doesn't have to be a fancy meal. Mm-hmm. When I give my kids cereal for dinner. They are happy as clams. Mm-hmm. They are so stoked when we have cereal for dinner. I know, it's so true. I try Lucky not to do it too dinner. much because sugar really does affect your children. <laughs> look at me say that. <laughs> what are you looking she at? She told me I'm a lame mom because I don't give my kids enough sugar. Oh, that's not true. No, no, no. 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 Savannah's birthday no. party. She asked me to get the snacks for Wesley's seventh birthday party, and she asked me to get a platter of fruit. And I was like, heck no, I'm getting Wesley a platter of fruit for his seventh birthday party. Oh, Wesley, his birthday's in December. It's like like they're already you eating know what so I got much him? sugar. Goldfish. Like yeah. every carbs. Oh, yeah, that's goldfish. Be. Goldfish. Yeah, but I guess at the end of the day, just encouragement for moms that I need for myself mm-hmm. is what you're doing, it matters. Yeah. Like we all remember it. We remember mm-hmm. the effort. It it has impact. It matters. I remember I was so discouraged folding laundry because it just doesn't end no, ever it- <laughs> and like Skylar came over to my house last night to hang out and my house was a mess and I wanted to tell him and I tell this to people all the time especially those who don't have kids you would have no idea how many times I've cleaned my house today I actually do clean my house I do it constantly <laughs> constantly and it's still a mess I'm frustrated about it because yeah. I want to live in a clean house and I was like, you're not in a clean season of life. No, and not this is in a clean season. house season. Mm-hmm. And there's like a twofold encouragement that kind of sound contradictory, but they're not. One is that I was listening to a podcast from Elizabeth Elliott. They turned some oh. of her um, talks yeah. back in the day Extraordinary. into podcasts. Mm-hmm. And I take it with a grain of salt because she was from a very different generation. So mm-hmm. she is like, you do, your kids do not back talk you. No, no, no. And it seems so out of reach for me because I'm just like, I don't know how you can have that much structure. And especially when families around you don't have it. It's just a different culture now. Mm-hmm. But one thing that she did say was that keeping your home clean, because the other day I was like, why do I even do this? What is the point? You know, <laughs> um, she said it reflects God's character because mm-hmm. God is a God of order. And as you clean your house, you know, you are creating a environment that is more godly and more like him. And you're reflecting yeah. him in that. And you could take that to be like, burdensome 
like, well, my house isn't clean, so I'm not, you know. Not reflecting the character but of God. But to me, in the moment, <laughs> it encouraged me because I thought what I'm doing matters. Yeah. Like the effort that I'm putting in, it actually matters, mm-hmm. you know, even if my kids don't appreciate it. When they're watching it. Yeah. It matters. And then the other thing with that, twofold, a friend of mine, um, a few months ago, she got pregnant. And so she posted a pregnancy announcement. I don't know. She might be listening to this podcast, so you know who you are. And (laughs) she posted a picture saying she was pregnant and it was in her mirror and there was laundry everywhere. I mean, her, the room was a mess and she was just like, excuse my messy house. This is a season. Mm -hmm. I want my house to be clean, but in this season it's a mess, Mm -hmm. but it's just a season. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, it matters that I'm putting the effort in. And also this is a season season. Mm -hmm. and someday my house will be clean. And when I clean it, it actually will stay that way. But for now, this is where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And that encouraged me so much. And then also, there's so many things swimming through my head right now. <laughs> also, <laughs> the beauty of homeschooling is you really do do life together. And they see yeah. you set an example, like Summer was saying. Uh, they see you set those good examples. They also see you set bad examples. But those bad examples also teach them. And that is something that I have had to apologize to my kids. Like mm-hmm. I was thinking... When you said, do you remember bad things? I do remember bad things. I mean, Mm -hmm. overall, I remember good things. But the bad things I remember are the times, um, the ones that stood out to me that taught me the most, because you can learn from those bad things Mm -hmm. that the examples that you give your kids are when you guys did apologize afterwards. And so I've tried to be really good about that with my kids. And I see it in their eyes. When I apologize to them, it's like it means so much to them. And sometimes I don't apologize. And you know what? They're just going to. But there are times. Because you're just not sorry. (laughs) Just not sorry. (laughs) But I do. You do set those. And like the other day, Noah, he has sensory issues. And he was just freaking out, overloading the dishes. And he said it was the worst day of his entire life. (laughs) Yeah, Literally on the floor screaming. And I was like, Noah, When you're frustrated and you try to do a job and you're in rage, it does not make the job easier. The reason why you just stubbed your toe is because you're kicking things around and you're angry as you're doing it. The reason why you just pinched your finger or whatever. I'm like, it's because you're doing this in rage. It will not make it easier. Trust me. I know. Mm -hmm. Haven't you seen me when I'm freaking out and stuff? Does it make things easier? He's like, no. I'm like, (laughs) I get it, man. Sometimes I lose my mind and you know that because you see it. And just trust me when I say, if you can get yourself to calm down right now and then do it, it's going to be so much easier. Mm-hmm. And so they do see that side of me. It's there. And when you're homeschooling and you're with each other all the time, you cannot escape it. It's just going to be there. Mm-hmm. And so I think going easy on yourself, knowing, and I've told this to my kids, I'm just a person just like you. Mm-hmm. I should not have yelled at you. That was wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I was frustrated, but really, and I'm thinking in my head, stop making excuses. <laughs> <laughs> or just apologize. <laughs> well, it I doesn't think matter just... if I was frustrated. I I responded in a way of sin and I should not have done that. And mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And so I think letting yourself off the hook, because I do think it's valuable that they see you that way, that yeah. they see that you get frustrated too, that you have hard days too, that you mess up as well. It's relating with them. Yeah. yeah. And watch them watching you work through that stuff, I think equips them better for mm-hmm. life. As and it they're really is drawing you guys. I think you and your kids into closer relationship because you're, you're, those are, you're strengthening those ties. And you just said, you know, and I wrote it down while you were talking, it's right now. You know, my house isn't clean right now. You know, I'm not enjoying this thing that I'm doing 
right now. And it matters, the effort. But the, it matters. But it matters. It's eternal. Yeah. Even yeah. folding clothes. Mm-hmm. You the are, homeschool mom who's in yeah. the midst of it right now mm-hmm. needs to know that what she's doing is making a difference. Thank you guys for coming and taking the time. I got one more question because everybody's going to ask. Savannah, we already know. You are you leaning toward homeschooling your own kids? When you came when you came away with it, were you like, this was a net People positive? Ask that. Yeah. People ask if we want to Yeah. Ask if well, I mean, would you think this was so good for me that I'd want to do it for my kids? There's a lot you read on the internet, kids are like, I'm I am i am not doing never doing that again. It was a net positive for you, I guess, Savannah. We already know what you're doing. Yeah. Are you gonna homeschool your kids? <laughs> Isn't no, she already yeah. homeschooling her? <laughs> yes, all in the public school, yeah. Pollution yeah, yeah, yes. About you, Summer. You gonna? Yeah, no. There have been several times. Even I remember as a kid, um, things that we would do that I would, I would literally tell myself, man, if I, you know, at that time, if I have kids when I grow up, I want to homeschool my kids, especially, especially when we had like family um, uh, adventures, you know, road trips mm-hmm. and stuff, or our dinners. Um, when you'd have us do like fun projects together, um, I would regularly think about it. You know, when I grow up, I want to have, and the most, the biggest thing to me was I wanted to have the relationship that we have as a family. Yeah. I really wanted that for my kids. And I think that's, that's the, the biggest motivation as a kid. You know, when I grew up, I want to do this. And then even in the high school, you know, when I grew up, I want to do this. And now I'm an adult and I'm like, but I grew up. <laughs> when I have kids at some point, Here I am. when I get when I start a family, I want I really want to have the relationship that um that we have as a family. It's not even yeah. necessarily I want to school this specific way, but I really just want the relationship. And I think that's the greatest thing most homeschoolers can say is you're impacted the most not by the education, but by the relationship that you experience with your family during that time. Because if you had a bad relationship, your parent could be teaching you the most like academically accurate, super like college level stuff. But mm-hmm. if they have a bad relationship with their kid, their kid isn't going to receive any of it. So relationships trump exactly. The they're going to want to get out so of good. it. It doesn't That's matter good. if they're getting good education. What about you, Skylar? It's interesting. Yes. <laughs> um, you don't have kids yet. It's worth I have, saying. I have a dog. You have a dog. I homeschool my dog. Yes, you do. <laughs> He's actually with us right now. <laughs> She's asleep. Our dog Willow. was public schooled. Um, well, it's interesting because <laughs> Isabel, my wife, she had a really good public school experience. Mm-hmm. And so we've been talking back and forth, like, okay, when we have kids, you know, what do we want to do? She's a nurse, so it's hard for her to stay at home, and she doesn't want to not be a nurse. nurse. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it kind of falls to me, and so, like, be the stay-at-home dad and mm-hmm. and and do that. But we were talking about it's, it's, it's really the experience mm-hmm. that, like, I want to give my children. With, like, we went around the U.S. I think I went with you guys four times. Yeah, it's a lot. And you guys have been more than that. But, mm-hmm. like, I remember, you know, all the cool historical sites and all the cool, you know. Williamsburg just, William, and yeah, Mount historical Vernon sites. and but Gettysburg. Even, yeah. Like, geographically, like, I know mm-hmm. a lot more just because we had to do it. And so I want to give my kids that experience. Yeah. Well, that's I guess that's all I want to say. So, yeah. We are planning on homeschooling. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think the word you guys are looking for, because I was thinking about, Savannah said patience. Oh, Savannah will help, help you. you. Oh, the Resource Center will help Skylar's me. The Resource Bells. Center will help you. But I think Sierra's um, patience, Savannah said patience, Sierra said long-suffering. I think you put those two he things together. 
And Scott, and yeah, and Spencer said patience, and you've said patience, you've all said patience. Um, I think you put them together, and the word that comes to my mind, at least, is perseverance. Mm-hmm. I didn't say patience, it's, but I'm thinking it, so. Good. <laughs> <laughs> but you, it's it's to persevere, and I think that's what I'm hearing you say. Like, persevering, because the outcome yeah. is worth it. Like, all the effort and all of the times, and you're just like, I don't know if we're succeeding at this. But our family, I think, is closer because we homeschooled. And I think that's just gonna an indisputable fact. Like, we... Our family is just, we're a t- very tight-knit family. We sort of move as one. Even though you guys are married and kind of doing your own thing, a lot of you married now and doing your own thing, there's still a lot of cohesiveness in our family. Which really sucks when you want to move to a different country and you can't because your family refuses to move. <laughs> why would you move to our country? Why would you Because Europe is cool. <laughs> Europe is cool. I know. Europe if anyone's cool. going to move, we have to like all decide to do it together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're going to be stuck here forever. We're all going to Italy. It's also, Mom, it's also really cool because you've clearly raised generations of of um, homeschooled people, you know, adults. And so if Skylar does decide to have kids and is having trouble homeschooling them, you you can bet that the rest of your kids that have succeeded in in oh, their graduating yeah. can be helpful to Skylar in the same way that like you know we occasionally help Savannah with her kids you know mm-hmm. sometimes she can just drop her kids off with us and we have an awesome time with them mm-hmm. and um we well, can Savannah has awesome there. kids you're doing this oh is just gosh. a reminder Savannah. when you watch my kids someday I'll be watching your kids so <laughs> yes. this is why I don't have kids right now <laughs> <laughs> Spencer what about you what what are you thinking I will not be homeschooling my kids. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. You will be. Oh, I will be. Oh, <laughs> no. Drop them off at grandma's school. You know, that's I'm how you kidding. feel though when you leave the hospital with a kid for the first time. You're like, wait, you're going to give it to me? Don't you think? You, where's my mom? <laughs> where's my mom? <laughs> no, uh, no, I, 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 you know, I, I, I'm not married. I don't have anyone to discuss this with, but, but I don't plan on it. Yeah. Um, because I mean, I was, I feel like I was, um, you know, raised by, Amazing people who left me a really good example, and I, you know, to me that was a a, a valuable gift that I mm-hmm. want to give to my own kids someday. So, yeah, I love that. I love it. Well, thank you guys for coming. I know it's it's a lot to to get you all here. You all have jobs and and lives, and you're busy. And so, thank you for taking the time to. There's a lot of people who are listening. This are going to be really blessed just to hear what you're doing now and kind of where you came from and. You kind of gave like best practices for And obviously we today. all have a lot to say too. Yeah, <laughs> so. this is true. I know dad was looking at me from the corner like, wow, these guys, you guys could care. You should start your own podcast, all y'all, because you could do your own thing. Really, it's fun. I will say to you, and just to wrap this up, I know that there are a lot of people listening to this have had, you know, a, it's been a hard couple of years with COVID and all the things that have been happening. Bad days don't make bad homeschool moms. And a bad six month stretch doesn't mean that your homeschooling is for nothing. And I would encourage you. I love what you guys said because you wrap it all up. And I think the word is perseverance. If you persevere, there's a blessing, right, Thatcher? There's a blessing in it. So, and I can honestly say, and dad and I say this routinely, probably almost every day, you kids are some of our favorite people in the whole world. Like there's nobody we'd rather hang out with on a Friday night than you guys. We love it when everybody's over and we're making big pots of chili and we're talking about the world and watching you guys run around our house. There's something beautiful about watching you move into adulthood and find the purpose that God has for you and see that um, the the perseverance that dad and I uh, ask the Lord for daily is paying off. And that's, that's the blessing. So we love you guys. Thank you for coming love on the you. show. It's been a delight. Let's do it again. 
So you're going to pay us today? or Absolutely. <laughs> I didn't know we were getting paid for this, but I'll take it. I will take it. You, you weren't supposed to know. If you guys want to learn more about my seven children, you can visit me at HeidiStJohn.com or whatever it is. <laughs> you guys, thank you so much for listening today. And uh, we'll see you back here again at the intersection of faith and culture.